What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Welcome to our show. I'm Jeff Kinsbach. And I'm Patty. And we travel and live in our RV. Now, each week we do a podcast about what it's like to do this. Or maybe we'll meet some really interesting people that we love to interview. Or maybe we have some tips for you. This one is number 52. We've been podcasting for a year now. And thank you very much for coming along on the ride with us. Yep. We recently started to head to the southwest where we'll spend most of the winter months Mm -hmm. along the way we stopped in a place called tucumcari new mexico which is along interstate 40 now most of the western part of i-40 either parallels or overlays the historic route 66 now in the movie cars the fictional town of radiator springs was actually inspired by tucumcari lots of old motels neon restaurants gas stations and a whole lot more oh yeah the town is nothing like it was but it's still a cool place to visit while we were there we met an amazing couple. Oh my gosh, yes. Ed Pardai and his wife Shirley Diamond. Mm-hmm. Ed's 83, but what is really amazing is that he and Shirley decided to start RVing back when he was only 79. <laughs> yeah. Ed's a really successful businessman. He started in the car business, eventually had his own business of selling airplanes. Yeah, we're talking jets and the high-end stuff. Oh, yeah. And yes, he flies them. And when Ed was 22, he was making twice as much as his father just by selling cars. And when it comes to RVs, Ed's advice is priceless. So, Ed and Shirley, welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Hey, Thank that's great. You. Thank you for having <laughs> Thank us. Thank you. And it's great to meet up with you guys on Route 66. Yeah, here we are. What a in memorable New, spot. New Mexico. Here we are in Tucumcari, yeah. New Mexico. How long have you been RVing? Four years. Four years. Yeah. We kind of have a thing on our podcast where there's a lot of people who like to buy new and there's a lot of people who like to buy used. Right. And you bought used, right? Right. And I'm just that kind of guy. I mean, I'm not going to buy something new and lose, you know, 25% the second I drive it off. I'm, Even though I sold new cars and I sold new airplanes, I've been a used guy my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, did you always buy used cars and used airplanes? Did you ever uh, well, buy the airplanes were all used. Mm-hmm. The, when I actually left Beechcraft in 1979, which I was selling the whole line, and they were new and used, but uh-huh. mostly new, uh-huh. then I went on my own, basically, and I bought and sold King Airs and Citations. It just used airplanes that I would buy from a dealer that took it in on trade. Mm-hmm. Then I would do paint, interior, engine, whatever it needed, and turn around and resell it. That was my career for yeah. 50 years. And you did well. I got enough money to own a motor coach that's used. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you looked around for the deal. Do you mind mentioning it? or? No, oh, no. I said that since I had never driven anywhere in my whole life, mm-hmm. I was in, in airplanes. I've seen the world from 37,000 feet. And I said, maybe I'd like to drive. But I didn't know that for sure. And I said, to rent one and do it for a whole month 
to see whether I like it, it's going to cost enough money that if I make the right deal on a used coach, Mm -hmm. I can drive it for a month, six months, and not lose my shirt. Just, right. Uh, yeah, just buy it right, just like I tried to buy all my airplanes. And mm-hmm. so we started looking, and six weeks into looking, and we uh, we didn't need anything till June the 1st, but we started really the first of the year, and we looked at, oh boy, some real junk, because I had this budget mm-hmm. of 75000 is the max I was going to pay. Right. Just, that was it. Mm-hmm. I understand. I yeah. wanted a diesel pusher, 40-foot, and, you know, I didn't care what it was uh, as long as it was decent and had less than 75,000 miles. I just kind of put that with the $75,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shirley and I looked at, I would say, five or six. And they, I mean, you just wouldn't even think about buying. I mean, they right. were just really worn out, trashy, you know. Yep. And this one came along and I just said, geez, this is just too good. And we just lucked out, just Mm -hmm. absolutely lucked out by finding it online and having a really good friend of mine that lived 30 miles from where this was in Dublin, Texas, which is outside of Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to have Joe go look at it and I didn't have to. And he looked at it and said, it's actually gorgeous. And the guy knows more about coaches. And so I said, well, let me talk to him. he was asking sixty five thousand, and I said, "Hey, I, I've really got a tight budget." I says, "I'll pay you fifty five thousand cash," and and he said, "That's fine. I need it because I've already bought a new coach and got this and financed." And right. Was just kind of had to have it go, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he says, "That's fine." I said, "Well, uh, Joe will give you the deposit." He says, "We don't need a deposit. You're coming in on the airlines Monday." I said, "Yeah." He says, "Joe shakes my hand. It's yours. We'll worry about it Monday." And wow. I said, See you then. And this is a two thousand four, right? 2004 uh-huh. Holiday Rambler Endeavor. Wow. Right. Okay. And it's been like remodeled. Yeah. Yeah. Four years before I bought it, the original owner of this motor coach mm-hmm. started looking for a new one. He says, geez, I, I love it, but I'm going to get a new one. I just, you know, it's 10 years old. He never could find a model like this got a bath and a half and it's got three slides and he just loved everything about the coach and it only had at that time I think it had 42,000 miles and so he took it to a remanufacturer and spent $85,000 wow. having all new paint, new interior, new woodwork, new floor and just made a new coach out of it yeah, and that was 4 great. years before I bought it. Uh-huh. So I just lucked out. There, there's no skill to this if you just happen to be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, that's it, true. It was done. Yeah. It was just there. Well, in my next life, I want you on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now, Shirley, what did you think when you saw it? Did you like it right away? Oh, yeah. I was impressed right away because yeah. we did see a few not-so-nice <laughs> yeah. coaches along the way. And when that came up, I thought, there was no thinking about it, and you made the right decision. And, oh, that's uh, good. It, it was great. And uh, when it came to spending that kind of money because of our age we weren't going to put out a lot right. and lose a lot if we didn't like it yes. and then in a year or two we we're going to sell it mm-hmm. and uh, this was almost as good as a new one mm-hmm. almost but yeah. with looking it over and realizing that there are good possibilities uh, we went ahead and said okay we're going forward yeah oh that's fantastic mm-hmm. so now how often do you use it because you're not full-time so you just use it in the summers. We go, go out when the hot, first. when it's hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. when back. the weather is too unbearable right. in Arizona, yeah. we leave. We go to Colorado, mm-hmm. Wyoming, and the first two years we were gone just four months. Mm-hmm. We were back home October first, mm-hmm. and then two years ago we said, "Geez, you know, October is still hot." 
why don't we just stay another month? I mean, what's another month? And we love y'all. So we did. So the last two years, we've uh, gone five months. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. So what now, where was your route on this past one? Where this, did you go? This one we're on right yes. now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had one goal. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen Niagara Falls in all my flying, never flew there, never, never saw it from the air or anything. And so... I said, you know, I've just heard so much about it. Let's go to Niagara Falls, you know. So we, I just planned the trip to go into Colorado because we got to see my daughter and her husband. And I've got friends all over the country in the airplane business, dealer friends, one of my engine mechanics that took care of all my engine stuff and everything lives in Pennsylvania. We spent three days in Pennsylvania and got to see Paul and his wife. And that was right after Niagara Falls. But we were going to Niagara Falls. And I will say, it's every bit that I thought and more. I mean, I was really impressed. It is gorgeous. It's fascinating to hear the story of how those falls. And, you know, it really is a a wonderful spend a week in Niagara Falls. And so the boat ride, which is just a must. I mean, do all the tours, but get on that boat and put your rain gear on and go right up under the end of the mist. And it is fascinating right. it was just a the made so, of the mist yeah <laughs> right so and then the only other place was we had to go to sarasota where shirley's daughter and her husband have bought a house that they're remodeling and since shirley's a designer and that she's the designer for the house and helping her daughter and so we spent a month in florida oh nice and of course we've also got to see what a hurricane's like because we happen to be right there when ian hit oh okay. and and we were like 10 or 12 miles just north of the eye. Wow. And lucked out. I mean, we I actually was in a RV park that had tremendous trees. And I went to the owner two days because we knew we were going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And of the park, and I said, the manager, and I said, hey, Wally, I said, what are the chances of a couple of trees coming down. <laughs> he says, are you kidding me? The chances are 110% that there's going to be more than two or three trees. No. It's going to be, oh, he says, God. his exact words to me, never even quit talking. He says, I'd get in that thing and I'd move it to the Walmart parking lot because there's going to be damage here. Wow. Says, wow. Oh. Well, our daughter called and said, Ed, the homeowner Association said in an emergency case like a hurricane, they've got a big maintenance lot that you can park the coach there. No trees, no building. I mean, just a big maintenance lot. I says, well, so I drove it over there, mm-hmm. parked it there, and said, okay. And we rode out that storm. And I'm going to tell you, we couldn't, I couldn't get to the coach for two and a half days because it flooded the area so bad that the street was a river. You couldn't even back out of the house. And we lucked out the house that we were in, Sabrina and Bob's house. Actually, we didn't have a leak. We it tore some screens up over the patio and pool area. And other than that, other than watching 115 mile an hour winds blow trees and blow stuff down, unbelievable. It was wild. But oh, when gosh. I finally got to the coach, it didn't have a drop of water in it. I figured the hurricane, I'd see leaks every, just dry as a bone. Wow. And said, wow. So then. I said, Shirley, we got to go drive to the RV park and just see what happened there. And we drove to the RV park, and it was unbelievable. There was 
stuff scattered everywhere, and our lot, 122, had one of the biggest trees that oh. fell right where oh the coach was. God. It would have totaled the coach right there, oh this God. big old tree, and the biggest branch went right down into the ground. It would have gone right through the top of the bedroom. I mean, it oh would, have, would have been done. So amazing. you got to have a little luck with your RV. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys were mentioning a story. You were up in South Dakota. I guess hail and RVs don't mix, right? Yeah, no. That, it was, we were in Rapid City, and it was our first year. No, second year. Mm-hmm. So with that, we had just taken another tour, which I'd recommend. I'd been to Mount Rushmore before in the airplane business. I actually flew in there and spent a weekend. And so it is fascinating to go take the tours. And anyway, we had just taken an all-day tour. Uh, including the helicopter. you got to get in a helicopter and right. fly up there and look at it. And so 4.30, and I said to Shirley, I said, sweetheart, whew, look at that cloud to the north. I'm going to tell you, we are going to get rain like you can't believe. That is really dark. And so we get in the coach, and next thing you know, it starts raining, and then it starts blowing. Well, it came on so quick, and I sat there, never thought, thought about bringing the slides in and all of a sudden golf ball size hail just pounded i mean the the ground was completely snow white i mean it was four inches of golf ball size and it just tore up everything it broke the windshield in our tow car both both mirrors right off the car it took every cover on all the roof of the coach it it, the air conditioners all their covers were busted it didn't hurt the air conditioners all the vents the fresh air vents were busted those off yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it was really really something i looked at that and it was done in an hour when the sun is out and everybody's out the guy next to me had a um, tiffin a big brand new tiffin and he was up on the roof he says i've got so much damage both of his fresh air vents and the the big shower, oh, it, the skylight in the shower, it, the the sunroof, uh-huh. and, and you know it's got two plexiglass right. things on uh-huh. it. It busted both of those out. Wow! And just flooded his bedroom, and the kitchen one busted both of those and flooded his kitchen. Oh, he gosh. he said, I I'm not sure that uh, yeah, this may be a total. It was, and everybody there, well, of course now to get somebody to repair it, and we were leaving mm-hmm. in a day, you know, and I said, oh, and there just happened to be a guy that had scheduled to have this guy come and work on some plumbing or something on his coach right next door to mine. Wow. Because my wife, at 83 years old, which I am, says, Mm -hmm. you're not crawling up on the roof to see if you can patch anything. No, no, no. (laughs) And sure enough, here's a maintenance guy. And I said, could I pay you to just get up there because my wife didn't mind tell me what I got and just give me whether we can go on or he says... Yeah, I'd be glad to. He's, you know, so he crawls up there and he hollers at his buddy, "Hey, James, throw me up that duct tape." And he duct taped my. I never had a leak in the coach. I mean, it busted everything, but we never had any water. It just, you know. And so he said, "Well, uh, I'll just duct tape this." And he says, "I think I think you're fine. You're going to have to replace all this stuff up here." And we were just a month and a half into a four-month deal. Oh, no. You know, I mean, we, and so I said, ah, oh, geez. 
it needs all that needs he says you duct tape everything up there he says but he says your shower's fine it did have a leak in the shower i, I mistake that and it got some water in the tub but it didn't hurt anything you know and so i said okay so i called ahead to the next rv spot and i said hey we're going to be with you for three or four days is there a chance you got a young man that if i give him enough duct tape he'd crawl up on the roof and just duct tape things that I, in this hailstorm he says oh he says we got a kid does a lot of just running around doing stuff for us he'd be perfect i said okay well so he duct taped a whole i mean one brand new roll of duct tape he duct taped everything on the roof wherever he thought there was going to be a leak in that we made the rest of the trip with two rainstorms that would have i mean i just knew we were going to have buckets in it and I'll be darned if he didn't get everything taped up and got that home and the insurance company paid for $27,000 worth of damage on the wow. coach. Wow. Yeah. That's, and yet we that was made the it. coach and the car. Yeah, and, oh. No, that's right. And we made it all the way with duct tape, then got all new covers and everything and had them reseal the whole roof. And the car still has all the dimples, but uh, you know we haven't spent a summer in Arizona. I still tell Shirley that the first summer that we don't travel somewhere and that car sits out, those will pop out because when it's 115 degrees, why the dimples seem to <laughs> yeah. shrink. So, yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's a little baloney. But anyway, so that was the Rapid City hailstorm right so in other words if hail is in the forecast get the hail out of there that's it. That's right that's absolutely sure. and yeah. make sure you get the slides in right yes. yeah, bring in the slides I, I had all the awnings on the slides were just gone there was just oh, nothing man. left of them so yeah that's our experience in hail mm -hmm. and hurricanes right all start with an h oh, yeah. stay away from them yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask shirley being from canada i'm sure you've been to banff national park yes many many times highly recommended <laughs> yeah yeah highly been... recommended it's got to be on your list of of trips i came yeah. from edmonton and that four-hour drive and uh -huh. you're uh, pretty much in banff oh. just an hour out of because uh, we're thinking Calgary. about going up into canada going to Banff, and then, of course, heading up to Alaska. Maybe, possibly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Banff for sure. That'd be great. I've been to Banff two different times in my career in aviation. I sold two different airplanes to companies that wanted to go there, and before their pilots had got out of school, I volunteered to fly them and spend a, a week in Banff two times and played golf. And it, it is gorgeous, I'll tell you. It really, it was it just. And really unfortunately, the time that we were there in the park, RV Coach Park, that we were at was undergoing renovations mm -hmm. and it was raining had been raining a lot and there were constructions unfortunately we were placed right next to the crew the dozers and <laughs> so it was a constant flow of machinery around us but but the scenery made up for all of that oh it yeah really it's did. right in yeah. the place it was beautiful it yeah, really was a great park just because mm -hmm. it happened to have bulldozers going all day but they didn't run at oh, night so yeah. that would have been my luck yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i would have gotten that same spot right after yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> the very end with all the construction and the mud and the hills and the holes. Oh. So you sold aircraft, you sold airplanes, and you were really good at it. What is your favorite airplane? 
if I had all the money in the world and said, geez, I just would love to have the, would be a Gulfstream 650 or the new 750, you know, $100 million airplane. I mean, it's so sophisticated that you got to go to school every six months just to get the type rating to fly that now is about $75,000 for one pilot to go to school. It's a three-week course day and night you know they'll fly around the world i mean it is the ultimate but would i really want that and have to hire a crew and became well if i had all the money in the world and said hey yeah but as far as the most practical Hmm. airplane Mm -hmm. if you've got a 10 million dollar budget you know and again it we're we'll talk new if you're got a 10 million dollar budget new well Nowadays, you're talking a King Air and a Citation CJ4. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that, and they're six passenger to eight passenger. They'll go, you know, eighteen hundred miles. They, they. One of the things that a lot of people do not realize is that you say you got a jet airplane. Well, you can go to Hawaii. Well, Hawaii is the longest leg in the world. To go from San Francisco to Hawaii is 2,185 nautical miles, going west into a headwind. So you've got to have a range of at least 2,800 nautical miles just to make it safe. You get out there halfway and find out that the winds are twice as strong as they were forecast to be. The only thing you can do is you've got this turnaround point where you go well we've been three hours and we don't have enough to get the rest of the way over there we got to turn around and go back <laughs> you know right. so to get over 2100 miles it just it takes a big jet mm-hmm. you know you just go from 10 million dollars up for a new one to 28 million wow. and now you can get there for 28 million dollars well that's good information to know in case we win the lottery yeah, yeah right <laughs> and I, in fact i think i saw the billboard that the Powerball is up to eight hundred oh, million. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. I think if you won that, we could go get a Gulfstream. And I still wouldn't buy a new one. I'd buy right. a used one. <laughs> well, you're eighty three years old, which I think is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: You have done so many different things, from selling cars to selling aircraft, high-end aircraft, and RVing. What advice do you give young people today who are coming up? (laughs) Well, looking back at mine, what I ended up doing by trying college and didn't like it, that I, I got into the automobile business, which I loved cars. When I was 16 years old, I could tell you every new car, what engine it had, you know, what transmissions were, you know, I mean, and I think I could have stayed in the car business and probably made as much or more money. So let your mind be your guide. And I know that there's kids that can hardly wait to get to college, that they love school, go for it. I would say do what you like to do and make it work. Well, I want to thank you for coming on our podcast. I'll tell you, you got some great stories. Yeah. You've had an amazing life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wish you the best. Yes, thank you very definitely. much. Yeah, it's fun meeting you two. Yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Both of you, you and thank Shirley, you. and you guys have been married for three years now. Yeah, three years and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. two days will be our third wedding anniversary and it's amazing 83 yes and you're still rocking yes (laughs) once again 
thank you to Ed and Shirley. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Shirley has another bit of advice for you. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people have older rigs. Theirs is 18 years old, yeah. and it's in great shape. Looks great. Every once in a while, the park will say, well, we don't allow any rigs in here over 10 years old. So what they do is they email them a photograph, and they've never had a problem getting into a park. Yep. Well, we got to pack up and move on. Yeah. We have Santa Fe, Arizona, and California on our radar and many more places. Thank you so much for listening. We love having you along with us. You can follow us at rockingthervlife.com. We're Rocking the RV Life on Instagram as well. You can find me, Jeff Kinsbach, on Facebook. And we write a monthly column in the Sunday edition of the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper. And until next week, remember, you're never too old to do anything if you put your heart to it. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.